Hello and welcome to Muslimuri podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Today I'm going to be speaking about a book that I found really interesting. I read lately and I think the things I took out of it that helped me were on personal level but also on a parenting level and I think I would like to share with you what are the things that uh transformed the way I think about raising my children using the tips that were given uh, in this book. This book is not a parenting book and it was not aimed for parents. It's just uh like a self-help book. The book is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. The book obviously from the name focuses on certain habits that if we can uh foster, if we can uh, pay attention and cultivate in our lives uh that can be very minute, very small, but can make so much difference. In the book he speaks about that for example if you imagine it, there is a plane taking off from one uh, city. I think in the book he uses the example Los Angeles and that is going to New York. Uh he said if the plane uh pilot during takeoff he decided to adjust the course just 3.5 degrees to the south. So the plane very slowly like nobody on the plane would notice the dis- change of direction and um the movement would be very small barely unnoticeable but over the course of the journey across the country the impact would change the the journey and the plane would reach washington dc instead of new york and he speaks about that in all of the habits that we do bits like whatever decision what we that we do in our day to day life is a type of a habit that we built it can be a negative habit it can be a positive habit whatever that we like tiny minute small decisions that we make on day-to-day life affect the direction where we head at the end so if you want to make a positive change in your life you should recognize that change requires patience and these small um minute habits uh building that you might not see immediate results and i can see that in um parenting and raising children and educating our children that whatever that we work on consistently whatever that we've been practicing and really patiently doing consistently this is where i see the results and i can see the habits being built with my children whatever i rush them to do and 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 to try to achieve and think that the results should be coming very quickly this always become a source of a conflict so when we think that if we want to really change the way we parent or which want to change the way we educate our children we are not achieving the results that we want from educating our children or homeschooling them then we have to really get rid of the idea that big huge transformational activities or transformational habits and decisions and timetables this is what's going to um cause the uh, consistent change and the good positive results later on our habits and how how our habits are formed well our brain figures out how to respond to new situations through process of trial and error so um us and all other animals like with different experiments sometimes we learn a good positive um habit or a impact by just trying it so we are trying a good habit and then we see the good results and then we do it again or our body kind of react to um to that habit or to that experience with positive um uh, effect 
then we want to do it again and again like what for example when we uh, eat chocolate just the the feeling after eating chocolate brings that level of joy and 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 calm and happiness so uh, the same with negative habits or negative experiences when we experience it and we we go through it uh, we know or we feel negative and then we associate it with um, uh, negative feelings so we don't want to do it again so in the book the author says that habits they begin with a cue or a trigger to act walking in a dark room uh, cues you to an action which is to be able to see to put on the light and then you move towards the light sometimes we even do this habit without thinking just imagine when you go to a new room that you don't know where's the light switch and you just keep frantically going around to try to change the situation to try to find the light switch to be able to uh, switch it on to be able to see your surrounding so every habit is the same um, goes through the same process for example when you wake up in the morning is the first thing that you do every morning is to drink coffee or drink tea so waking up is your trigger you want to feel awake you want to feel alert so the response is you take yourself you go and make a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and the reward is that feeling of being alert and that you're ready to face the day but of course not all habits are good habits like we said so we understand that how habits um, work they start with a trigger or a cue then let's take a look at how we can build positive habits to improve our lives so building new habits requires hard to miss cues and a plan of action so we need to really plan to think how we can instill positive habits in our lives and in our children's lives so focusing on uh, these cues these kind of important cues and triggers so one of the examples of the book the author speaks about uh, an experience when one of the doctors and Thorndike she wanted to improve her patients like um, eating habits without getting them to really make a conscious decision about it and involve them really like consciously about it so what did she do she had the hospital cafeteria rearranged so originally the refrigerator or the fridge was next to the cash uh, machine uh, and it only contained like uh, fizzy drinks so she started to introduce water there and other healthier drinks uh, over three months um, the the fizzy drinks sales has dropped down and the water sales has gone up and people were making healthier choices just by the cue of drinking water instead of fizzy drink in uh, the place that where they see the most whenever they come and see um, uh, and go to the hospital so simple changes to our environment can make a big difference so for example if your children they are really addicted to screens they want to be on screen all the time just make the cue like for example is the first thing that when they enter a room is the screen if um, their bedrooms have screens you can limit that uh, if the children um, are not like interested in reading much do they see books around them? Are they surrounded by books? Sometimes just placing different bookshelves around them where they're able to see where it's maybe on their eye level, where the books are displayed in a in an inviting way that can make, make a lot of uh, changes and make children are more eager, have that cue and that trigger to pick up a book and to read more. So these simple changes to the environment make a big difference. Also, one of the things that can really help 
implement um, yeah, good habits is to have intentions, is to have clear intentions over it. So sometimes we have very vague in intentions. We can say the in intention or the identity of one person or the identity that the children take, like for example, if we keep telling our children, you're a fussy eater, you're a fussy eater, you're a fussy eater, they're going to be fussy eaters. And if we have um, the identity change by the way we speak about it, by the way we plan things, is saying that we are healthy eaters, or we eat healthily, instead of we want to eat healthy. That makes a lot of uh, change. And he mentioned in the book that there is a study of voters in the United States that found that citizens who were asked questions, at what time will you vote? And how will you get to the voting station were more likely to actually turn out um, and go and vote than those who were just asked if they would like, to, if they're going to vote or not. So sometimes making the the habit as if it's already part of the identity for our children rather than questioning if um, if they have this habit or not can make a difference. Also when we uh, do certain habits it's because the human brain releases dopamine or this is the hormone of happiness that makes us feel good and uh, when we do pleasurable things as eating or, um, or, or laughing and enjoying time with people who we love we get that feel-good do dopamine dose and it's the brain's way of driving us towards what we enjoy and what we like and also keeping us away from what we don't like so wanting to have pleasurable uh, uh, experiences so if we use this it can be a great technique to work on what habits that we want to do or want to achieve with our children and we can link it with that dopamine dose so if i uh, want my children to enjoy um, uh, their time uh, learning their kind of schooling time homeschooling time if we are frowning about it and shouting and stressing them and they're not going to connect that with a feel-good hormones but if we consider that time to be the time where we bond together as a family we have jokes we have games that we play together we have breaks where we can sit down and read a book together have um have like a tea party together that can uh, link the time of doing work the time of doing schooling is um an enjoyable time is a time where we feel happy we feel connected Another technique that he speaks about that is very great uh, is called the temptation bundling. And this is when you take a behavior that you think of as very important, but it's a little bit um, unappealing or you wouldn't like you usually want drone um, or your child is not really drawn to do that behavior or this habit and you want to motivate it to do it. Um, then you kind of bundle it or connect it to something that is already enjoyable. So for example, if your child um, doesn't like to do a certain subject, then maybe if they enjoy listening to an audiobook while they are listening while they are doing this subject, then that can link um, that when they are comfortable listening to an audiobook that they're comfortable with, they are doing this kind of, subject or certain book that they're going through its questions if it's obviously not affecting their concentration then they can connect this habit habit of of listening that to that audiobook 
with doing this subject and this can kind of make the uh, the habit or the behavior uh, more pleasant and less daunting for the child another aspect as well if the child doesn't like chores doesn't like to clean and tidy and maybe um you can do like a race like sometimes for my son he loves lego and playmobil but you would have the room by the end of the day you you would not find a place to step on and he have all of these um, structures built everywhere and to be able to uh, encourage him we put something that like a song that is very very fast paced and then we see if we're going to be able to get the whole uh, room cleared by that time and he gets so excited he just like gets his heart pumping and he'll be moving and he would run 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 to be able to uh, try to put everything in the boxes before the song finishes so he's connecting like oh it's very tiring to be able to pick all the pieces and he'll be like dragging his feet but once he's connecting it to that energy that is in the the beat of the song then he'll be able to do it very fast and very quickly um, another thing as well that we need to be paying attention when we are trying to introduce new habits to our children's life is to make the habit as easy to adopt as possible and I think this is one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, Montessori is that whatever habit whatever skill we're introducing to the child it has to be on uh, a level where it's easy to perform but contain a tiny little bit of challenge so they feel that they're enjoying it it's not too easy that they make them bored but at the same time uh, it's it's easy they can achieve it they can feel that they accomplished something by doing the activity or um, or the skill so when we start with an easy behavior or an easy habit like for example as adults what we do we just scroll through the social media we just keep it takes no effort at all but then it can fill up a lot of our time however when we want to do exercise or study a different language this is requires a lot of effort so repeating these behaviors daily becomes really really tough so making these behaviors as easy as possible or these habits as easy as possible is key to make them into habits so the tricks to be able to make the habits the new habits that we want to introduce in our lives and in our children's lives uh, uh, easy is first thing is to reduce the friction so what do we mean by reducing frictions um, is to have reducing friction is to make the habit easy to perform as soon as possible so in the in the book the author speaks about that he always always fails to send greeting cards but his wife is very organized in doing it or it's the habit is very easy for her why because she keeps a box of greeting cards at home for different occasions postcards and uh, and it makes it easier for her if she wants to send a greeting card for whatever the situation uh, congratulations or condolences there is always uh, um, she always knows where it is it's always prepared and she can always get to it and get it done and when I think about it on um, as homeschoolers or as parents in general sometimes we want our children to achieve habits but they have to go throughout the whole house to bring the materials or the things for it so if you arrange your uh, children's books in a certain place where they're able to 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 see where it's clearly labeled where they be able to um, even know how to self-correct without having to keep running after you throughout the day 
to be able to correct uh, or help them correct some of the things that they worked on and this is an aspect as well that I love about um, Montessori is the idea of self-correction where the child has always have is always have something where they can take a look at and they'll be able to correct themselves like the materials are self-corrected uh, if we're preparing um, uh, like cards or um, questions we always include the answers at the back so the child would always know that whatever whatever they're doing they are in control and they're able to uh, prepare it themselves another thing that i applied this habit for which was when i want my daughter to pray and to pray on time instead of um of she has to go get the prayer mat and she has to go get her hijab and she has to we put everything that is prayer related in a box so her kind of hijab or like kind of prayer clothes we call it isdal and uh, the even the dua book even if like uh, initially when she was still learning about prayers we have like how to pray and how to make wudu book is already there in the box and we had that prayer box or prayer preparation box was handy so it makes the habit of praying easy instead of having to go around the house to find these resources the resources have been already there and ready for her and we can do this with different um, aspects of the child's learning where whatever we want the child to learn we have it all prepared and in a place that is accessible and easy for the child to re uh, to um, get to themselves so this is about making the habits easy and if we have negative habits that we want to, to work on with our children then we should do the opposite to make the friction more to increase the friction so if we want the children to waste less time in front of the tv we try to unplug it we try to take the batteries of the out of the remote and this is going to make the whole uh, situation harder if we want them to be um, uh, to be eating healthier food and staying away from eating unhealthy food we shouldn't just buy the unhealthy food or if we have it we should put it somewhere very far or very difficult to reach that the friction of having to get there is going to make um, the action or the habit less appealing one of the tricks that i really liked about making uh, new habits appealing or easier is uh, the two minute rule which is a way to make any activity feel manageable so what you can do is that whatever activity that child doesn't like or they just fighting to do it you say let's just do it for two minutes let's have a kind of two minute sand timer if we want to uh, if that child doesn't want to read and one thing we say just two minutes and i think it worked a lot when we practice our quran sometimes my daughter would be like oh no i don't feel like doing my quran memorization today so i say no you don't have to do five times just one time so just the one time read your surah and then after she finished we say okay just one more time and then we even achieve 10 times reading by the feeling of she just doing it one more time so the same if the child is just struggling with doing his um, uh, maths work then we can just say just for two minutes and we try to stick to it try, try to stick that it's two minutes we stop so that the habit doesn't become overwhelming and once we stop after two minutes the following day we just say just two minutes and then slowly the um the the task 
and the activity doesn't feel as daunting as it is and it becomes the habit becomes doable and the commitment and the consistency of itself is what going to make uh, our children able to achieve that goal and learn that habit easier and obviously tracking our habits which i think this is can be the most basic thing that we need to to do we need to track our habits and we need to track our child's habit to see what exactly our child spends their time mostly in if their child our child is spending most of their time doing things that we can consider and they can consider negative habits then we try to work on instilling positive habits in this time instead so if we can use like a simple diary and get the child to write down just for a week whatever they do in on like maybe every 15 minutes basis or every half an hour basis to just see a view of how they spend their day and I think this works more with obviously older children if we see younger children we can just spend a week observing just observing what they do and observing what we do as well because sometimes our children kind of force to do things because we are doing it if we're just sitting down scrolling on our phones and our children are just sitting like staring into space or just wasting their time um, because they just see us and they copy us so we need to as well to track our own habits and see where do we spend our time once we find negative habits and we sit with our child and we consider and we, we tell them, you spend the time between this hour and that hour doing this. Do you consider this is a good thing? Do you consider this um, to be something that would benefit you? Uh, do you enjoy that time? What makes you enjoy that time? What makes you don't enjoy that time? And we discuss it. So, for example, if your child is watching too much screen time and you can see the negative effect on them, sometimes our children might not see that it's a negative effect and they would think it's a positive effect on them that they just kind of spend in their time watching things. But we need to discuss it with them and get them as well to see the negative of what they are doing. Uh, once you agree that this is a negative habit, and that they need to change that habit you need to sit with them and make a habit changing contract by getting them to write i do um like so and so in my time and i would like to do so and so instead so they can mention for example i would like uh, i've been watching two hours of tv but i would like to be playing uh, board games with my family instead or like watch for half an hour and play for an hour and a half uh, board games instead so writing this will get the brain to be more committed agreed on in the contract and what are they uh, um, replacing what do they want to replace from the negative to the positive if you your child is so young and they can't really sit down with you and write a contract like this the author says that you can do something like a commitment with someone so if it's us uh, as grown-ups we can make a commitment to our, our partners or our uh, spouses and we say for example we want to exercise so we tell our, our spouses we're going to be exercising for uh, 15 minutes a day so this is kind of a commitment that when we say out loud our brain is more uh, eager and more committed to uh, carry out this habit so we can do the same with our children so we can commit to certain good habits and we tell them and we can show them that we are doing these habits but also we can uh, speak to them and tell them if you they want to uh, instill a certain habit good habit in their lives 
maybe they can speak to you about it, speak to their friends, encourage themselves, uh, each other. They can even have a group like a club for building a certain habit, like a, cl- a club for uh, um, the, your child and their friends on uh, like a book club on reading or furnishing certain numbers of books in a year or um, uh, doing their Quran memorization or doing their daily prayers. So all of this, I think, would help more with the commitment and with the consistency uh, uh, of building the new habit. So what we can take from the book that we can apply in our daily life is that any tiny change in behavior will not transform our life overnight. We have to be patient and we have to make sure that this habit habit that we're performing, we're performing every day, we are clever, we're tracking what are our habits and what are our children's habits to begin with. We're acknowledging what are negative habits and what are the positive habits in our lives and our children's lives and then trying to be smart about it and changing it, um, changing the negative habits into positive habits and instilling more new positive habits will gradually take the place of the negative habits. Uh, So that was my um, kind of summary of the book and trying to apply in our day-to-day life as homeschoolers and as and as parents. So if you read the book and if you uh, had more other insights that I haven't mentioned in the book, please feel free to contact me, uh, voice message me and share it with me um, and I would like to hear from you. And until next episode, Assalamu alaikum.